And I'm just trying to see who the cool people are. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. They say all my flavors I'm so glad you got back together with your blender. I was, I was pacing back there, like worried about what was gonna happen. Oh, geez, you guys! I tell you what, man, I I just can't stop picking on you guys. I can't help it. It's just you're just you you're, you just asked to be victims. Like victimhood is like your number one, and it just reminds me of like Jesse Smollett. You know that guy, peak millennial guy. He set up his own hate crime and then got busted for it. I mean, they found him through his Uber. Not even smart enough to use a getaway car, man. That's what's wrong with your generation. And they found him with a Subway sandwich. Like, what is this, some sort of like Instagram cross-promotional thing, like product placement he's doing, like some fucking, and I mean, I gotta tell you, poor Safeway. They're like, first Jared, now this. Like, we just make sandwiches, guys. Get the fuck, keep us out of the, the news, for fuck's sakes. But I tell you, it is one peak millennial moment, that whole case. I mean, he just achieved peak victimhood. That's like the greatest social achievement you guys could take. If anyone from my generation set up that crime, they would have set themselves up to be the hero. You guys just got it all wrong. All backwards. Anyway, hopefully this cat doesn't have it backwards. Give it up for Sonny Dennis. At night I walk this stinking street past the crazy sound my block. And I see the Thank you very much, alcoholic Brian Cranston. That was, uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You're also great as the dad in Westworld. Uh, I don't know if anyone gets that, but fucking it's dead on. Yeah, I know. It's not very funny, but it's solid. Um, <laughs> Carl, you look like a millennial Luigi who's like, instead of mushroom, just like vape pens he gets, you know? Yeah. By the way, Rob, what the fuck, man? You call me on the spot about algebra for no reason? <laughs> like, where's the clitoris at, bro? Uh, yeah. It's not very nice, is it? Oh, boy. Oh, man. What's going on, guys? This has been a great festival. I'm having a fucking blast. Let's hear it from Mutiny Radio. Good times. Good times. I, uh, I'm millennial as fuck. It's a problem. I got to, like, tone it down sometimes. Like, uh, here's the difference between Gen X and millennials. Gen X didn't follow their dreams. They were told not to. Whereas millennials, everyone was told to follow their dreams. <laughs> Which is a problem, because not everyone has good dreams, right? <laughs> this is true. I can, I, can, I, can, I can explain because I'm one of those kids, okay? When I was 11 years old, you know what my dream was? To be the first child on the MTV show Jackass. <laughs> I see five guys shitting in a hot tub. I'm like, you know what's missing from this? An 11-year-old boy. And I could be him. Yeah. It was weird because like there was kids at my school that were like, you know, playing basketball every day because they wanted to go to the NBA, you know? And I'm like stapling my nuts to a hockey stick. It was a weird... <laughs> My dad was all upset. He's like, if you keep doing this shit, you're going to be in a porta potty And I'm like, really? You mean it? You think so? So I want to get pushed over in them. That's the, uh, that's the goal here. Uh, what else? What else is about millennial of me? Do, do. Oh, you know what the other dream I had was? To be on a game show, okay? But not even to win a game show, just to be on it. Specifically, <laughs> Slime Time Live. <laughs> you guys familiar? Yeah. 
I didn't, that's such an achievable dream. I could have done that and I didn't, which makes me feel like a bigger failure in life, you know? But I realized Slime Time Live went off the air a while ago and Nickelodeon doesn't slime people as much anymore. They don't slime at all, which is weird, right? You'd think that there'd be a reason for it. So I'm waiting for like an infomercial at two in the morning to come on and it's like, if you were slimed into the 2000s now of mesothelioma, <laughs> please call the law offices of James Sokoloff. You could be entitled to a free trip to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Which is, you know, like, uh, what's the guy that hosted Double Dare? Like, Mark Summers? He's on trial for poisoning thousands of children. And he's like, I had no idea the information wasn't available. And the judge is like, well, Mark, you can do 30 years in prison or take a physical challenge. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Mesothelioma. Yeah. Oh, man. What the fuck was up with Gak? Do you guys remember Gak? Nickelodeon Gak. It was not a toy, it was just a little pile of placenta that you've, you didn't play with it, you just made fart noises and ruined your dad's carpet, you know? I want a toy that smells like burning plastic and makes my parents hate me. Yeah. Thanks, Nickelodeon. Oh, boy. Uh, what else? I got, I got, you know what's millennial? 90s movies, and I love talking about those. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard some of these, but I'm going to do them anyway, all right? Uh, did you know that they made four Free Willy movies? Four Free Willy movies, yeah. You know what you have to call that fourth one? A very obtainable whale, all right? <laughs> like, by the third movie, you've earned the whale. You can keep the whale. There's more fish in the sea. We'll be okay, right? And it's like, for there to be a fourth Free Willy movie, people have to watch the third Free Willy movie, you know? So I just wanted to know who's at home, like, damn, Willy got captured again? <laughs> well, of course we're gonna see it. What if he doesn't get free, you know? <laughs> Which would be a much better movie, in all honesty, right? Free Willy 5, The Cove. Yeah. Starring Michael Vick. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. And like 40 Japanese guys, right? We want diversity in Hollywood, and we're gonna get it one way or another. Uh, let's talk about Airbud. You guys fuck with Airbud? No? The golden retriever with a heart of gold? Come on! Man, what couldn't that fucking dog do? He's like running for Senate and like doing drone strikes, you know? There's nothing in the laws as a dog can't drone strike. Yeah, that whole thing. I, uh, I don't think there was ever a script by the fourth or fifth movie. It's like two guys in the room like, do you just want to see a dog in rollerblades? <laughs> Inline canine. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, what, does anyone know what year Turner or who, Turner and Hooch came out? Off the top, is that, would that be a your generation movie or a my generation movie? That's your guys? Fuck. All right, well, I'm going to talk about it anyway, okay? Uh, so you guys do, uh, any, any hallucinogenic takers in the crowd? All right, so the best way to do hallucinogens, I've realized, is with somebody you love, okay? The couples that trip together stick together. This is true. Now, uh, my fiance is not, I'm a little more on the, the other side of the tracks than she is. She's a good person, Asian, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm into doing grimy shit, okay? So I'm good at being on hallucinogenic drugs. I'm good on being on acid. She's not as good as me, okay? So we have to plan out our trips, you know what I mean? Like whenever we do uh, acid, we always do a cheese platter. Because that's classy as fuck, right? You guys ever been on acid and had a cheese platter? It's some next level shit, okay? <laughs> Fucking Pink Floyd and prosciutto, it's a good time. Um, but we do the cheese platter. 
And then we find a movie to just have on in the background. You know what I mean? And the Oto is a good movie. Some like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, have it on in the back kind of a thing. And I thought a good movie to have on would be one with a dog. Turner and Hooch, right? <laughs> Tom Hanks and a big dog for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, it was like as late 80s, early 90s as it could get because he's, uh, he's a detective, not a cop. He's a detective. <laughs> Takes place in Chicago or New York. That was the only place movies happened back then. <laughs> And it's not even a fucking movie. It's just like, look how big this dog is. Look at him tear up my apartment and my office and my cop car. But it's perfect for our, for our acid trip. You know, we're having a blast, okay? And then it takes a big south turn with like 10 minutes to go, okay? Because they find the guy that killed Hooch's owner. And uh, then they take Tom Hanks hostage and they take the dog hostage. And then right now my, my fiance is getting like, she's getting all antsy, she's tripping. And she's like, what's going on? You didn't say this was gonna be this type of a movie. And I'm like, sweetie pie, it's a 90s movie. They're not gonna kill the dog. They never kill the dog, okay? And that's genuinely what I believed, okay? And it keeps kind of going on and like Tom Hanks moves out of the way and then Hooch jumps up to get the bad guy, bites him. And I'm like, yeah, I see Hooch has got it. And then Hooch gets shot. Okay? And I'm like, oh, maybe it grazed him. And there's a close-up of dog fur and a bullet coming out the other side. So I can't, you know, oh, movie magic. She's freaking out. She's not having a good trip, okay? And I'm like, sweetie, it's gonna be fine. It's the 90s, they don't kill dogs, okay? That's like, that's like 50s and 60s shit. You know what I mean? Rintins and Old Yeller, all that old stuff. But uh, also, Tom Hanks' love interest in the movie is a veterinarian. So I'm like, this makes perfect sense. You know, bring him to the girl and they're gonna say, that's what happens. They rush Hooch to the veterinarian and then Hooch just dies. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but Hooch had puppies, so it's okay. And the Tom Hanks gets the puppy. It's like, no, fuck that. Cause she's sobbing, okay? <laughs> Not because Hooch died, but because she trusted me, okay? <laughs> I know, uh, we're getting married next year, so. <laughs> Let's hope it goes better than that movie experience did. Oh man, you guys like drugs? That's a cool, that's a big millennial thing. You know what's weird? I mean like hallucinogens, I feel are more of like the, the new gen, like the Silicon Valley kids and then like cocaine, which is my other favorite drug is more of like the Gen X drug. What's your jam? Weed. Weed? Really, if you had to choose between a good mushroom trip and a good cocaine binge, what would it be? Okay, I like your style. Uh, you see, the, I know for, that's better for me, honestly, but man, I like cocaine. Like, cocaine's great. I accidentally became a cocaine dealer when I was uh, 18. <laughs> it's very, that's the thing everyone's like, oh, what's it like growing up in Hawaii? I'm like, it's pretty fucking weird sometimes. Like, shit, <laughs> shit happens, okay? Let me paint a picture for you, okay? The year was 2010. Hannah Montana was still Miley Cyrus, you know? <laughs> Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive. Shit was different, okay? Now I had just gotten accepted to Maui Community College because as they told me, you will get $5,000 from the government, okay? It was called the Pell Grant, or as I call it, the hell yeah -nt. <laughs> it's not a lot of money to you guys, but it is to me and my very low expectation of living, okay? First thing I did, bought a truck for $800. Then I went to the local dormitories, paid a year rent right away. Yeah, because these dorms also doubled as low income housing for the public. That's true. When you're trying to earn a degree, you can share a bunk bed with a 40 year old man trying to get his kids back. <laughs> it's crazy. They had, they had like a rec room and like half of it would be like, all right, we're having movie night at Shrek 3. And then the other half of the rec room would be like, all right, we're having a Narcotics Anonymous meeting tonight. So <laughs> nice mix of people. Uh, I hit the jackpot though, okay? Because I got roomed up with two 40 year old uh, people, the guys that got out of prison recently. 
And you guys are like, that's not good. But it is, because I grew up white in Hawaii. So this is my chance to be cool with Hawaiians. You know what I mean? Because like they don't, man, they, they call us howlies. They do not, understandably, okay? Because uh, historically speaking, white people are like Willem Dafoe. I don't know what the role is or what the movie is. Pretty sure he's the bad guy, though, okay? <laughs> and that's what it was like in Hawaii. They're like, you're howly, fuck you, you know? But two new roommates got a chance to do something different, try to do something new, okay? And they liked, you know, they always would ask, they knew I had trucks. They're like, hey, can you give us a ride to the other side of the island at two in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm woke as, I was woke before being woke was a fucking word, okay? <laughs> I was playing all my reparations, white guilt, all that shit. You guys are all new to this, all right? Back in Hawaii, we've been living this since day one, all right? <laughs> now, I ended up like taking them like for like weeks at a time, just all over the place. And, you know, it was like me making me feel good. Anyway, one time with the guy, I was like, can I give you gas money or anything? And I'm like, no, nah, it's all good, man. I'm just helping out my roommates. And he's like, you're a good guy, man. Why don't you check your glove compartment sometime? And uh, I never did, you know. And then a week went by, and I looked at my glove compartment, and there was seven grams of cocaine in there. I know. Yeah, I didn't do cocaine. I was kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. And the next day I went to school, one of my classmates was like, do you know where I can, I'm at a bachelor party. Do you know where I can get some blow? And I was like, dude, I totally do. Like, <laughs> And it just happened. But here's the thing, I started doing, cocaine is, that's the thing about a drug problem, okay? The first like hour of that movie is pretty great, okay? The first month of a drug problem is awesome, you know what I mean? Because I'm selling it too, so it's not like, it was like Scarface, but instead of like, you know, the push it to the limit montage, but instead of like uh, fancy cars and women, I was just going to IHOP a lot and getting, <laughs> playing Xbox really late, you know, it was fucking, it was a good time. And uh, you know what's weird enough is the, the IHOP was the problem with the whole situation, okay? Because it was 24 hours, all right? It was next to my dorm. One day I sold all my cocaine, had 700, no, I had $500 cash in my pocket, all right? Feeling good, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get some pancakes, why not? Let's enjoy the night. And as I'm leaving my 2 a.m. breakfast, I see on the table it says, buy a $50 gift card, get a $20 gift card. And my eyes lit up, all right? Because I realized my money was worth more in breakfast dollars. <laughs> so I just liquidated all of my assets and invested it into an economy based on pancakes, okay? <laughs> I walked out that door with $700 in gift cards, yeah! It, was a, it felt great for like 12 hours, and then I woke up and was like, man, you know what I would prefer over breakfast? Cocaine, yeah. <laughs> the people that bought cocaine for me, you know what they didn't like? Gift cards. It was a, uh, they didn't take the gift cards back. It was a whole messy thing, and my life got shitty after that. Like, I had to move out of that dorm. I was still addicted to cocaine. People, I ended up selling half the gift cards for like 40 bucks. It was not a good look. And the big irony came when uh, I had to go back to that, uh, you know, that, that Narcotics Anonymous meeting in those dormitories? And like one of the guys was like, man, I lost everything because of, you know, the cops. They kept coming in always, you know, fucking with, I got arrested, it was a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And the other guy was like, yeah, I was getting high on my own supply constantly, so that's why it didn't work out for me. And they're like, what about you, Sonny? How did it happen for you? And I was like, ah, stuffed French toast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Uh, I, got a thing, I think I got time for one more here, all right? So uh, I'm gonna let you guys do a little choose your own adventure here, okay? Uh, you got to, let's talk about my relationship, okay? You wanna hear about the, uh, the music in the relationship or the role playing? 
All right. Well, that's much more fun. Okay. So I've been with my fiance for eight years. Okay. And I thought it would be easy by now. Like you have the cheat code. It's all figured out. You don't have to worry about anything. That's not true. I have to do so much more stuff, especially in the bedroom. Okay. The thing this year was role playing, which I thought would be fun. Like I'm doing an accent or like an eye patch or, you know, something fun like that. No, what my fiance wanted me to do with role playing is pretend to break into our apartment and hold her down. Okay? Yeah. Something we found out about role-playing this year. I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> which is not a bad problem to have by today's standards, in all honesty. But in my relationship, it is. Okay? Because it's her fantasy, and I'm ruining it. Okay? She's like, if you're not even going to try, don't even do it. And I'm like, God damn it, first it's the bookshelf, then I'm making enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. All right, you guys have been great. Have a good night! <laughs> Oh, give it up for Sonny Dennis, my college roommate. Well, he was in college. I was his roommate. You know what happened. Oh, man, trading money for gift cards. That is some cracked logic, man, for fuck's sake. That was a good one. All right, man, well, give it up for your comics you saw tonight. Robert Pang, Carl Berger, and Sonny Dennis. Unless you'd like me to just roast you guys for a little bit longer. Go out and enjoy the rest of your free time before the next show. Who's up next, Pam? Uh, the next show is... I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> I can't even remember anymore. Oh, the time machine. The time machine. Time machine. Jokes yeah. backwards and forwards in time. Or just jokes. I don't even know. That's I, a perfect I, like, explanation for Mutiny Radio yeah. this weekend, right? <laughs> the time machine for Pam. Yeah. What is it time? Is. It's crazy. All right, give it up one more time for yourselves, everybody. And come back for the rest of the festival. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. 
Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> 
know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast.
she's the lowest girl that I've ever seen. Stay out all night long. Love will make you drink and gamble. Make you stay out all night long.
let go let 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 go let go go you gotta let go you gotta let let you gotta let go let go you gotta let go 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 Thank you. 
Thank you. 
like to know, he said. About what, she said. I'm not certain, he replied. Then how can I respond, she asked. I don't know, he said. Well, she said. But I feel a question, he said. And what does it feel like, she asked. Something waiting for an answer, he said. How can I answer, she asked. Just listen and reply, he said. To what and to what, she asked. To my question and to it, he said. I'm listening, she said. To what, he asked. To your question, she replied. Did I ask it, he asked. You asked if you asked it, she replied. If I'd asked what, he asked. The question, she replied. What question, he asked. The question about the question you hadn't asked. She replied. I asked about that question, he asked. It was the only one I heard, she replied. And what did you reply, he asked. Don't know, she replied. Why, he Thank you. 
Have I ever told you? Have I ever told you? Have I ever told you? Have I ever ever? Have I told you ever? Have I told you? Have I have I told you? Have I told you? Have I have I ever told you ever? Have I told you? Have I ever told you? Have I ever told you? Have I have I ever told you? Have I ever? I ever, I ever, have I ever, have I ever told you, have I told you, have I ever told you, have I ever told you, that, that, that that I, I, that I, I, that I, that I, 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 I,
It's a monster. Then I have destroyed you. I'll come 
picky at your bones. You won't have a single atom left to cry Sex, I lose my place. No respect, no respect. Steak 
can sense my favorite pair. No respect, no respect. I have them both the same way, very rare. No respect, no respect. I know I'm old, I could go any minute. No respect, no respect. I got a kidney-shaped pool with a stone in it. No respect, no respect. Dr. Vinnie Boombox, that's another one. No respect, no respect. I said I want to stop aging, he gave me a gun. No respect, no respect. I told him I got water on the knee. He gave me a sponge and raised his speed. What's the matter, Rodney? Oh, it ain't easy being me. It's just rapping Rodney. Ain't rap too tight, no, no. Rapping Rodney. Get out of sight, it's just rapping Rodney. Make no mistake for old rapping Rodney. Can't get a break. Now give me a break. Play something from the 40s. Now what kind of music is this? And how about Stardust? Hey, what are you doing? That's not Stardust. was girls dance, they with no clothes on, naked, and they wouldn't let me in, I didn't have a tie and a jacket. <laughs> oh, yesterday was a beauty, I asked a cab driver, where can I get some action, he took me to my house. <laughs> There's a lot of things going around my house, but the other night in front of my house, I saw a guy jogging naked, I said to him, how come? He said, because you came home early. <laughs> Oh, last week I really got stuck. I went to a discount massage parlor with self-service. <laughs> I'll tell you, my sex life had nothing anyway. You kidding? My sex life. My biggest thrill is self-inflicted hickeys. What a sex life. I told a girl from Allstate, what I want to put in your hands, you'll never sell me insurance. What a sex life. The only reason I get any girls at all is because of who I am, a rapist. <laughs> oh, I'm not a sexy guy, I know I'm not sexy. But this morning when I put on my underwear, I could hear the fool moon guy giggling. Dogs are smart, really are. I mean, a guy meets a girl, he's not sure if he likes it, takes her out a few times, spends all kinds of money. A dog don't do this. Dog goes, I would once smell. She's for me, knows right away, you know? <laughs> but women have a lot of control, I'll tell you that. 
I can tell when they go to ladies' room. You know, a woman never goes and she has to go. She always goes and someone else has to go. I hear them talk. Well, I ham bone, ham bone. How do you do? Very well, thank you. How are you? Ham bone, ham bone. Where have you been? Around the world and back again. Ham bone, ham bone. What do you know? I just got back from the movie show. Well, I ham bone, ham bone. What do you see? I saw Bob Hope, but he didn't see me. Hambone, Hambone, where did you go? I hopped up to Miss Lucy's door. I got down on my fingers knee. I asked Miss Lucy to marry me. Well, Hambone, Hambone, what did you say? We had our wedding on the very next day. Now the face walks in with the big black tent. And he lets up all that gardening thing. And in then walks old Mr. Lyle. And he danced the breakdown around our house. Then in came old Mr. Bug. And he crawled all over that liquid chair. And the last to come was Mr. Tick. And he yet so much that it made him sick. Well, I handle and handle things you saw. Straight 
morning heartache You're the one who knew me when Might as well get used to you Hanging around The morning unwanted, wanting, wanting, am I not broken, stolen, am I not crinkled, cranky, poison, am I not glinty-eyed and frozen, am I not aged, shaky, glazing, am I not hazy, guarded, craven, not only stingy little am I not simple was I not over over ridden it is a long story will you be proud to be my version it is unwritten writing writing am I not Ancient, raging, patient. Am I not able, charming, stable? Was I not building, forming, braving? Was I not ruling, guiding, naming? Was I not brazen? Crazy, chosen, even the stones would do my bidding. It is a long story. Am I not proud to be your version? It is unspoken. Speaking, speaking, am I not Elder, berry, brandy. Are you not wine before you find me in your own beaker? Do you not turn away your shoulder? Have I not shut my mouth against you? Are you not shamed to treat me meanly when you discover you become me? Are you not proud that you become me? I will not shut my mouth against you. 
Do you not turn away your shoulder? We who brew in the same bitters that boil us away. We both need stronger water. We're touched by a similar nerve. I am new like your daughter. I am the will and the riverbed made bolder by you, my oldest river. You are the way. Are we not olden, olden, olden? She was unhappy and they said they would take care of her. She said she needed love and so they raped her and then she wanted to be alone. They locked her into a tiny cell with one tiny window and took away her clothes, turning off all the lights as they left. After a long while they came back and she said, it's so dark, so they shined a very bright light into her face and she said, I don't like that. What's the matter, they said, and she said, there is nothing to eat, couldn't you please give me some water? So they brought a hose and sprayed her hard with water. Are you happy now, they said, and she answered, please, I'm so very cold, my bones ache and I shiver all the time. So they brought huge piles of sticks and newspaper and built a very large fire in her cell. She squeezed her body out of the window and fell a great distance and was killed. 
The trouble with people like her, they said later, is that no matter how hard you try to please them, they are never satisfied. She who increases what can be done, I shall grow another breast in the middle of my chest. What shall it be? Not like the other ones lying there those two Fridays. In the center of my flesh, I shall grow another breast, rounder than a ready fist, slippery as a school of fish, sounder than stone. Call it she who educates my chest. She who? She is not my daughter, not my son. Call it she who educates my chest. She who? She is not my daughter, not my son. I'm going to groom her with my tongue, needle her senses with my pain, feed her hunches with my brain. She who defends me. Breast number one belongs to some, and breast number two belongs to you, and breast number three is she who works for me. Now I have a longer tongue and three good breasts, and some have none. What can be done? The many minnows are fishes that live in a stream, and Greedy Beak is a bird that lives on the land and comes down to the edge of the stream, where he sticks his head under the water and eats the many minnows. After a long time of this, Greedy Beak had ate up all but 47 of the many minnows, and they were tired of it. So the next time he approached their stream, they had a plan. They thrust all of their silver scales and fins out as far as they would go, and all in the same direction. The sun's rays glinted off the silver scales and fins, and when Greedy Beak looked down, he saw nothing but his own reflection. There's another greedy beak down there with my fishes, he screamed, and dove straight into the water in a rage. The 47 remaining many minnows promptly ate him up and turned him into many more many minnows. A Geology Lesson Here, the sea strains to climb up on the land, and the wind blows dust in a single direction. The trees bend themselves all one way, and volcanoes explode often. Why is this? Many years back, a woman of strong purpose passed through this section, and everything else tried to follow. The enemies of Shihu call her various names. A whore, a whore, a fishwife, a cunt, a harlot, a harlot, a pussy, a doxy, a tail, a fishwife, a whore, a hole, a slit, a cunt, a bitch, a slut, a slit, a hole, a whore, a hole, a vixen, a... Listening, this is Mutiny Radio. FM.
This is a companion show to yesterday, which is black, black plastic on the same number on your digital dial just 24 hours ago. So you can time travel like you do all the time. Enjoy.
to the church house. I got down on my knee. I begged Deacon Jones to pray for me. He said, son, hear my hand.
that 8.30 local blowing that morning. She hadn't really trained in a good while. She thought it out that special streamline. She heard that 8.30 local when she was coming to the line and cleared up for that streamline blowing like this. She said, Daddy, is that my train? I said, I ain't keeping up with the train time. I'm trying to make a few dimes. She dropped her head and went to singing and crying. 